Well, welcome everyone and Happy New Year to you. This is the first uh, podcast of 2023, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it's actually, well, it's actually quite incredible that we lived until 2023, right? Um, I remember 1999 and... Uh, you know, being amazed that we now live in the 21st century, and there we go. Well, today I wanted to speak with you um, a little bit about intuitive development, because I've had um, so many people recently ask me, oh, what am I doing wrong? Do I have a block to using my intuition? I'm not getting anything. You know, I'm trying to access the Akashic Records and I'm getting nothing and so on. So I just wanted to address a little bit this topic of what happens when I'm getting nothing. Do I have a um, you know, a horrible curse placed on me and uh, uh, blocking my uh, all my intuitive faculties and so on. Well, no, it's actually perfectly normal that you're not getting anything. And in fact, most people that I spoke with uh, who've, you know, dabbled with, for example, the Akashic Records and uh, learned to access them through an opening prayer. So, for example, pathway prayer or a prayer that was channeled uh, by someone, right, from the records as kind of a method of energetic alignment to get you into that space. And if you, uh, if you know, I, I also have... Uh, an opening meditation uh, to taste the Akashic Records, which also uses a version of uh, an opening prayer. So there are several of them channeled and, let's say, tried and tested by the person who channeled them to work, to get them into the records. Now, the problem very often with um, learning from someone who channels the records is also, uh, or who enters, who channels the prayer and who accesses the records and receives information from there, is forgetting that you are not that person. Um, the intuitive gifts vary from one individual to another. We're all different. We're absolutely all different. Not just humans. Everyone who has pets knows all cats are different. You can have sisters or brothers or, you know, six kittens born from the same mother, but each one of them will be different because that's how this world is. That's how it works. Everything is different. Everyone is different. Everybody's method of mm, connecting to spirit or channel of connecting to spirit is also different. You are not like your neighbor. You are not like your teacher. You are not like a student that is sitting next to you. So in order for a course in things such as intuitive development have some measurable results, which is actually very difficult, right? Because it is not um, a practical course on how to uh, build a table, for example, right? So it's not something that you can have with your hand and say, okay, this is a good teacher. She taught me how to build a table or make soup, 
right, was, was the recipe book. But at least in order for the course to have measurable results, it needs to have good structure and it needs to have methods that are accessible to most people. So that's why actually the best Akashic Records and other intuitive development courses that I know, they use tools. And, um, you know, sometimes the temptation is to think, oh, you know, if you're using tools, then you're not good enough of a reader, right? I want someone without tools, those uh, tarot cards. Oh, you know, they are for those, uh, those cheap fortune tellers. Oh, no, no. You know, we are, we are highly evolved. We are not going to use all this pendulums. Oh, you know, that is like a hundred years ago. Now we are so evolved. We have to, we have to channel, etc. But the problem is everyone started somewhere and so a teacher who is a great Akashic Records channel well first of all how many years has she worked in the field and where did she start maybe she started with even more humble beginnings than you or maybe she was gifted from childhood yes but how to apply that gift in a measurable form there are actually very few people who can just read uh, you know, or, or who are oracles um, naturally and from childhood they go on and predict people's future or whatnot and usually those people are, well, they have very difficult lives, right? Because it's not easy to live with such an open channel where, where you simply receive everything indiscriminately. And yes, a lot of us are sensitive souls and empaths, and we have a more naturally open channel, but there is also a mechanism of protection that our bodies use and our mind uses. So to bypass that mechanism, you need a lot of training in how to use your intuitive gifts, how to open and close those channels, because you don't want to be channeling 24-7, right? You you don't want to know what the person on the street is thinking until it's important to you. It might be helpful to tune in to someone if you are about to strike a business deal and know, well, are they honest or not? But even then, if your lesson has to do with maybe losing money from a business deal, you will not get information. They will not allow you to read that person uh, accurately, right? And if your lesson is... Is, uh, is something else, then, then they might. So these intuitive gifts, they're not foolproof, but kind of where I'm going with this is to expect ourselves to become channelers just after reading an opening prayer that someone else channeled. First of all, it is from someone else, right? It's not from you. They didn't give it to you. They gave it to someone else. So it works for them. Well, most likely it's going to work for you because uh, there is grace available to all, but it may not. Eventually, maybe 10 years down the line, you will channel your own opening prayer or will just use a visualization and a sign to open the records or will use something else. But um, most uh, readers and uh, practitioners of intuitive arts, they started with cards or oracle decks or pendulum. Most uh, have not become channelers at all and will be using some tools, whether it's pendulum cards, right, oracle cards, uh, always. 
for, for meaning, you know, for the rest of their career because they find it helpful. And again, there is nothing wrong with that. There is no, um, well, every tool can be used for, for better or for worse, right? Uh, there is no need um, um, to take uh, things kind of in this black or or white way that oh you know this uh, the good the good people the good practitioners they never touch tools right I don't need candles and altars that's so that's you know so 19th century this this is over we are now like in the new age and the information comes to me directly um, well. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, right? And sometimes you feel that you can't uh, access um, where what you want to know in the uh, intuitive field. But for most people, uh, um, it's not a block as such. It's a natural protective mechanism from the mind. And especially for people whose um, uh, main occupation is not in the arts, so those who are not writers or creators, because for a, an artistic person it's easier to channel, they understand this intuitive process. And in some other professions, right, some of us have a more developed intuition than, than others. Um, but uh, for some people, for example, um, I don't know, a doctor in chemistry or a mathematician, um, maybe, maybe they would be very intuitive in addition to this exact sciences, but maybe they will need a lot of practice to access that channel in the mind, in their energy field, where they actually can um, intuit information rather than think about it. Because thinking about something is not the same as channeling, right? Not the same as intuiting. So for intuitive development, I think it's important to, first of all, identify your main channel of receiving intuitive information. If you had a very strong intuition about someone, what was it? At least once in your life, perhaps you had a very strong intuition not to go somewhere, to take a different turn, uh, and thereby avoiding an accident. Or perhaps you felt, no, I will not work with that person, or I will not let that person live in my property, and so on. Why? I don't know, but something is off. I don't like them. I believe most people have had that gut feeling. Some are relying on these gut feelings more. Some are not registering them in their mind, but at least once in a lifetime, this should have happened to most people. So think for those cases when you did have an intuition, how did it come through for you? Was it literally a gut feeling? Then your main gift can be um, clairsentience, right? That you feel things in your body or like tingling when something felt important. For example, you have a thought, oh, I have to say something. And suddenly you feel a tingle all over your body. Wow, you know, there is a resonance with that. So that's that's an intuition. It's like my support from above. Yes, I definitely have to say it. Um, or, you know, you meet a person and you're literally feeling kicked in the gut. Oh, something's wrong with them, right? They 
don't have my best intentions. They don't have best intentions in mind for me. Um, or maybe it was just an inner knowing. I just know. I just know. I know. I have to. I have to do it. And you may have been wrong afterwards because there was a lesson for you in what you have to do. Uh, but there is still that sense, right? Inner no, you didn't analyze it. You didn't come to it. You didn't, um, you know, reason yourself to it. But there was just this inner knowing. I just know it's true. Uh, so that would be uh, um, uh, claircognizance, right? Um, clairvoyance is uh, visualizing things. Some people are very visual, but again, when we talk about visualizing things, um, um, sometimes it's like people almost expect that they'll close their eyes and be seeing a movie, and that that doesn't happen. It's very rare, right? Um, the, the, my idea of this is like, well, you know, there are some psychedelic plants or or whatnot. Those maybe give you that movie, but a normal waking consciousness, usually you don't close your eyes and see things, right? So that vision, it comes from an inner eye. So you close your eyes, visualize yourself at a waterfall. How does it happen? I personally, I don't see a waterfall if I visualize myself at a Like, I don't see it with my eyes closed in front of me. I don't see a waterfall. But I can visualize myself at a waterfall very clearly. So how does it happen? Which senses am I using? I'm not entirely sure, but you're using your third eye chakra for those visualizations. The more you visualize, the more, um, for example, visualizations in meditation you use, like, okay, I'm visualizing myself on the mountain, right? Above all the worries, above the clouds, I'm just on the mountain, connected to divine light. The more you use these visualizations, the better your clairvoyance becomes. Um, you can receive information from spirit through visuals, but not like a picture. It's not like suddenly, at least not for me. I, I have no idea, but I, I, I very rarely um, actually see things like a movie. For this to happen, you need to be in a different brainwave state. And if you're interested in, in this type of thinking, intuitive development, check out... Um, frequencies and brainwave entrainment um, um, and you know the theta state the alpha state beta state um, there is a great company called i awake technologies i as an i a person me but it's written in one word like i awake um, I awake technologies and they have fantastic uh, brainwave entrainment meditations that take you into those different states where you either need focus and clarity or uh, you need to go into deep meditation, right? Uh, theta state, for example. Um, so some of those states are better for visualization than others. If your brain frequency changes and you're kind of between sleeping and waking somewhere in theta state, you would actually see pictures, right, with eyes closed. 
But for that, your frequency needs to change. And to train yourself to do that, uh, it takes a bit of time for most people or the presence of someone who can put you in that state based on their energy and their personal power. But uh, in normal waking consciousness, when you have been, uh, you know, going through emails and answering your phone, and then suddenly you're going to sit and visualize a waterfall, for example, well, you're not going to see it with your eyes closed, right? You're going to visualize it. So it's a different process, but it counts as seeing. So if you receive information through those visual channels, it may be in the form of imagery or color, or like I see this person uh, as having, you know, very vibrant aura. Uh, some people do see auras. I personally don't. Uh, um, and the color of person's aura, it's not uniform because there are many layers of the aura. But um, we probably can train ourselves to see like a dominant color. And again, it would depend very much on the seer. But as I said, you can check out those brain um, brainwave entrainment technologies um, if you need to be put into those meditative states, have an assist. I haven't been using um, brainwave entrainment for a long time. A very long time, um, but I think some seven years ago, ten to seven years ago, I was using them on an almost daily basis. So it helps when you are a beginner um, to meditation to kind of learn those states, and also the brain starts getting into them quicker and quicker. Yes, there will come a time when you can go into theta state within a couple of minutes and then you can channel and you can see very clearly, right? But uh, um, for most people, it takes training. And so that takes me back to where, where I started, that it's un unreasonable to expect that all of a sudden uh, you're just going to be channeling without any other form of development than using an opening prayer that was channeled by someone else. I don't believe in that. Um, maybe it's, uh, it's unfair, maybe, it's, maybe I'm wrong, but I actually don't believe it's possible for most people um, to have an experience of a different reality, like, for example, opening the Akashic Records and have an experience that, yes, I'm in a different place, and I know this place is good. Yes, you can have it. You can have it from someone's um, immersion, kind of from a guided meditation, right? And you can come in into the records and feel, yes, this place feels good. But to receive information from there is quite a different process because for most people they need to learn to distinguish between the voice of intuition and the voice of higher guidance and your own mind and if you have never done that before how are you going to do that just by entering the Akashic Records you still have your mind nobody's taking your mind from you nobody ever will no one has that right no one will ever override your mind you have to learn to do it yourself. So I, I really don't believe it's possible 
And so that's why actually the best courses I knew they were using some tools to begin with. So you start with a pendulum, you ask uh, yes, no questions. Uh, some information has already been channeled for you, so you just need to confirm, is it this or is it that? Uh, and then gradually you notice, after months, maybe years, for me it took years, uh, to start intuitively recognizing, ah, this person is connected to Archangel Michael, right? Or this person um, has a connection to... Uh, star group, um, star system Sirius, or this person uh, is strongly connected to Arcturians, for example. But it, it didn't happen to me just through reciting an opening prayer. Um, and I think people also mm, mythologize or... I don't know, kind of see things as static, that, oh, you have a gift, so you were just born this way, right? And we're channeling the Akashic Records from, from since you were three years old. Well, to an extent, it's probably true. We, we all have different gifts. Some of us were born more intuitive than others, more connected to spirit. Um, and then some of us were good at mathematics and others of us were good at writing essays, right? So yes, everybody is different. But again, you have to you have to practice. You recognize you're good at mathematics because you're solving problems. How can you know you're good if you don't solve problems? And usually it takes right 10, 12 years for people to finish their schooling. Yes, there are some geniuses who hop over years and finish it at school at five years instead of ten, but that's one in a million chance. So it takes time to progress, no matter how talented a channel you are. Here on planet Earth, everything takes time, evolution, and the progress is made in time and space, right? So you go to the gym, you don't grow muscles after one, one session. You need to go maybe six months before you see the results. And if you're doing the same thing and are not seeing the results, then after one year, for example, then it's time to do something else, right? Or if, if you go to the gym and you're doing a same exercise program and uh, at first it helped but now it's not helping or you're just not seeing the results well maybe then you need to change the program and do something else or have more challenge given to you so the same was intuitive development i mean if you are only using one meditation and one type of um, work uh, and it's not working anymore and, and you're, you're not getting results uh, for six months, then, then maybe it's time to do something else. Maybe it's time to spice up your intuitive life. Uh, tools and cards are a great way to start um, channeling, to start uh, kind of accessing intuition by creating stories about what you see in a particular uh, card, for example. Uh, and again, it can be very brainy, such as in traditional tarot cards, right, based on hermetic tradition. There was Kabbalah, there was uh, astrology, numerology put together. It was all very, you know, structured systematically, but 
the point was still intuitive because that back in the day, <laughs> those famous hundred years ago, people still saw the world as more holistic, everything interacting with everything else. So you could not separate um, spirituality from science and for astrology from um, from from spirituality and so on because everything was working together it just had a different function so the fact that something was very brainy and complex uh, didn't mean that it couldn't be intuitive as well because the stars after all influence us or at least from that point of view that the energy of the stars somehow influences a, a human being. So how do we play with it? How do we work with it? Um, and so the background for tarot cards uh, in the Hermetic tradition was always kind of more, um, you know, based on Kabbalistic uh, and other uh, systems of knowledge. But uh, decks such as Rider Waite, you also had pictures, right, images. So to develop your intuition, you're connecting to those old systems of knowledge, which can assist. Uh, and you can st still just look at a card without knowing much about anything. You can look at a card and say, oh, you know, I see a guy, like, for example, the Fool card, right? Oh, I see a guy, and and uh, he's uh, walking quite uh, relaxed, quite <laughs> aimlessly, uh, not, not really noticing where he's going, and he just has yellow boots and uh, some some baggage, not much, and a little white dog and a white flower, and he is basically just an empty vessel, a receptacle. That's how I see him today. Yes, that's what's just interpreting pictures, and that's also one way of intuitive development. But for most people, right, all of this, tools or no tools, whether you're naturally clairvoyant or clairsentient or claircognizant or clairaudient, clairaudient meaning uh, that you um, are, more, are more sound focused, that maybe even sometimes you hear before waking up, you might even hear words as if someone is talking to you. So that's the gift of clairaudience. Or sometimes maybe you hear words, you know, like stop, don't, don't go there. Um, Whatever your natural gift is, you have to develop it. So you have to work with it. Um, there are plenty of exercises uh, out there in intuitive development. Um, and but the main rule is uh, to practice, right? So if you're not getting anything from, from your way of accessing, uh, intuition, then find another way. Play around. As I said, some people will never channel, or it may take them five years of hard work, but most of us, like I, I didn't channel, when I first dabbled with the Akashic Records, or first was with one, uh, one lady who channeled her own prayer, and then uh, I had a um, uh, Linda Ho's course, right, uh, how to open the Akashic Records, uh, which was great. Um, did I get anything? No. Uh, nothing except generalities, kind of, what I would expect to hear 
let's say, in a prayerful um, meditation, like conversation with, with the divine. Um, nothing specific or groundbreaking or, or you know, information that would help me in any practical choices. Um, or teachings, you know, that would influence my life in some but it was it was nice but it didn't you know it didn't make me want to do it again let's say i was i was getting something it was pleasant you know nothing nothing i could work with or or help or help others with so um when i started uh, reading the records with pendulum and when i got more information about what you can actually find there what you can look for that's when things started shifting that's when it became interesting right and also you receive initiations and then i i also started you know uh, working with reiki um, and so expanding my vocabulary expanding my library of feeling the energies and reading uh, and I worked with um, healers um, as well so that's when things started getting interesting because now I knew that I could ask questions and very interesting questions because before that I didn't know what to ask I'd just be well you know here I am tell me I don't know what's the meaning of life right um, and actually some of those answers they were, uh, they were very interesting. I do remember some of the old notes um, in relation to this, like kind of, you know, what, what is the meaning of life? Um, um, uh, um, there was, uh, there was a. I was just trying to remember, like something that uh, something that I received, the channeling from the from the Akashic records. Yes, um, there there was a question: um, What is the meaning of wonder? Of the word wonder, and uh, and the answer that I channeled through was: Take your hand and place it on your heart, feel it beating. You cannot make it stop or control it. That is wonder. So you get this beautiful spiritual, um, very high quality information, right? Um, that it is a pleasure being around. The Akashic records are not very good with specifics. So if you go and presume that, you know, oh, shall I sign this deal or not sign this deal? Uh, it is not a very good way of approaching it. Um, so practicing, uh, receiving information and kind of approaching them with the attitude of, well, what is my, what is the lesson I'm learning through this situation, right? Where, where is this, um, where is this taking me? What, uh, what lesson will I be learning if I sign this deal? What, uh, course, uh, can my life potentially take if I don't sign this deal? Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes it might help to bless your pendulum and to look for emotions. For example, have a chart of emotions. Um, let's say, you know, how am I going to feel? Let's continue. How am I going to feel if I sign this deal? And you and you check uh, with a pendulum. Um, 
Of course, this limits asking yes or no questions in the Akashic Records. It limits, right? It's limiting because you're not seeing the whole picture. You're kind of just limiting it to um, to yes or no, right? Am I going to be happy or sad? Well, more happy than sad, but you're missing the nuance. But it's a way to start. It's a way to just tune into intuition, to just calibrate something. Um <clears throat> So my point is, you know, don't be shy in developing your intuition in various ways, in using visualizations, using uh, brainwave entrainment, right? Practicing um, with those brainwave entrainment tracks. Do they make you more visual? Do they help you visualize an answer to your problems? Um, do they help you receive guidance? Um, and very often the guidance you receive is not a direct guidance. It takes you to, uh, you know, from A to B and B to C and C to D, etc. Until you go to where you kind of feel you were supposed to be. But it takes you through other places which are also important for your alignment. And the mind, it doesn't like all of this. The mind wants direct answers. The mind wants yes or no. The mind wants tell me what to do. Tell me why did this happen. Tell me what to do so that this doesn't happen again. And no wonder then that you can't receive anything because most likely the answer is not about this at all. It's not what you want to hear. Um, because you're not looking for it, you, you can't hear anything. But to train yourself to be open to all answers, all the possibilities that come through, it takes a lot of time. It takes learning to empty yourself, to become an empty channel, to become empty of preconceptions, of judgments, of expectations, to not be afraid, because one of the major blocks that most of us have is to actually uh, hear divine guidance. We don't want to hear it because we think that the universe is out to get us, right? So many have been brought up with the idea of a vindictive, angry God who just wants to send everyone to hell one way or another. Um or have projected this idea, you know, from parents, etc., who weren't very loving. So there is this idea that, well, the God or karma or whatever it is, is just out to get us, right? So I'm just battling my heavy karma. I am just, uh, you know, <laughs> trying not to get to hell. Uh, no matter what I do, I'll probably get there anyway, so at least let me party and, and celebrate and screw this. Um, but there is um, this underlying terror that, oh, yeah, right, I'm going to surrender to the divine. Uh-huh. And then the next day I'm out on the street like like all those people who have nowhere to, you know, nowhere to live, no work, no money, etc. Because, <laughs> of course, I'm going to surrender to the divine. Yeah, right. It, they're just going to take everything away from me uh, because God uh, wants me to be poor and, and miserable, right? And uh, and hate everyone else and uh, and judge them and try to convert them to, to my side and whatnot. 
So, of course, I'm not going to listen. So, how can you listen to divine guidance if you have this belief that the universe is out to get you? Of course, the, the you know, the protective mechanism that your body has, that your mind has, it will kick in, right? It will, uh, maybe, with your mind, you want answers, but your soul says, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to listen. And so how are you going to dismantle it? Can you just clear it like this? Say, oh, no, I'm going to trust God. You can't, right? Developing trust is actually a side effect of working with the Akashic Records, with this higher level intuitive guidance, um, with higher level channeling, so going to higher level, where it's not just intuition, right, but where you go higher up, where you talk to the divine level, basically. A developing trust is a side effect of it, but it also takes time because your barriers to surrender have to break down one by one. And for most people, it takes years. I mean, uh, there are some pure souls who can surrender just like this. But usually most of us are forced to surrender, right? Through great, great uh, tribulation and trial and error and recognizing that, okay, I have been running, running my life. It wasn't particularly <laughs> successful. Now I want, now I want a higher power to run my life. And even then, there's a lot of bargaining. There is, there is a lot of, uh, because this fear, it runs very deep. It's ancestral. It's collective. It says, no, the universe will abandon me. And think about it. All of us died in our past lives. At least that, right? So it was probably not a very enlightened experience since, since we're here again, right? So we were probably not very happy dying. So that's one thing. But think of even this lifetime. Right? How many times you felt betrayed or growing up as a child by parents, etc. And so this kind of creates this image of a vindictive God, a universe who's out to get you, the, you know, running from eternal punishment, etc. So to surrender, to say, yes, I'm open. Give me whatever guidance you have for me. Do can you really say that for yourself that you are that you are ready or is there a little voice saying but what if they tell me this what if they tell me oh sell everything and move to haiti <laughs> well it's uh, maybe not going to happen but what if right what if they tell me this do i want to hear it and so this little voice it shuts down intuition of course it says no I can't hear anything because truth is I don't want to hear. I don't want to know what they have to tell me. I don't want them to tell me that I'm selfish, that I'm egotistic, that I am, uh, you know, not as enlightened as I thought I am, that uh, I actually need to change my ways, that I am not, um, whatever it is, that I'm not as loving as I thought I am, not, not loving myself and so on, and they will do it in a kind way. The higher levels, they're never a place of judgment. But sometimes you need a course correction. But of course, what we are also afraid of is judgment. Because we experience it. Ah, well, if something's, if I'm kind of 
not uh, in alignment somewhere, then that's it, you know, they must be judging me. So they will tell me what a bad person I am. I don't want to hear any of this. So it's a very long process, dismantling those beliefs, those structures of, you know, kind of black or white. Do I... Uh, you know, if if I'm off, then I must be a bad person. You know, if I'm not doing this, then I'm doing that. Then th there is kind of, there is no no middle ground. Uh, so dismantling those fears, those beliefs about higher powers, about the divine, you know, the divine as benevolent, as loving, as, you know, eternally forgiving, compassionate, and so on, um, it takes time to integrate it for many people. And usually those who have uh, at least, I mean, we all have parts of us that are terrified of God and terrified of surrender and so on. But usually those who have deeper trust to the divine, who have this concept that, oh, God is good, right? Or the universe is built on love. Usually those people are much better at channeling, and much better at receiving intuitive information. Why? Because they're willing to listen, right? Because they're not afraid that now <laughs> God or Archangel Michael will come with a flaming sword and will chop their head off and uh, and punish them for, for all the wrongdoings up to seven generations. So usually people um, who have this innate trust they they're good channelers um, or let's say they are good at receiving uh, inf uh, information good at correcting their course and they also kind of have this then um, they're teachable guidable uh, sometimes we believe this can be a problem with religious people um, and this kind of needs to be transcended uh, there is actually nothing wrong in in following. We all have a path and we all have to make a choice. So there's nothing wrong with following a specific religion. It's wonderful. But there comes a time when you need to transcend those boundaries if you are serious about your spiritual evolution. And very often we can believe especially, as I said, if we are practicing in a religion, we may believe we think God is good. We may believe that we believe what it tells us, but we actually don't. There are parts in us that don't believe and that are angry with God or that want to run the show by ourselves. We may believe we have surrendered to God because that's what our religion tells us. But have we actually, and there will come a time when this will be tested, right? This surrender will, lack of surrender will come up and, and say, oh, you know, actually you're not surrendered. But then for a religious person, it can be extremely difficult, take, will take years of stuckness to acknowledge that, ah, I'm actually not surrendered because I have to be, Right. So this can take on another layer in that we think that we trust and we think that we are good because we have to be good, right? But we actually don't want to know ourselves and we actually don't want to surrender. 
there was immediate like clinging grasp. No, you don't dare to take that away from me. That's mine. And the divine will be like, but that's the only thing that's making you suffer. No, don't you dare. That's mine. <laughs> I'm not giving it to you. And the dance goes on for many years. So this is also a block because when you don't want to listen, then you, you're not hearing anything, of course. Or you you think you're listening, but it's just your mind creating castles for you. And that's part of everyone's journey. Sooner or later, you know, for a big or, or small thing, but we run into this block where we just, it's blank, or I'm getting information, but it's all off, and I know it's off, something's not there. Well, because, because I don't want to surrender, because I have to dig deeper. So shadow work is also a huge part of intuitive development. And honesty, radical, brutal honesty, self-honesty is crucial in accessing the Akashic Records, then you can start listening and actually hearing more and more. So think about that. Uh, think that, you know, receiving intuitive information is a holistic process. You can't let one part out. It's meant to address all the levels of your being. So the first thing to ask is, you know, where am I? I am not being honest with myself. How do I view the divine guidance am I really wanting to surrender or do I believe that if I say yes to let's say God uh, if I say yes to God if I say yes to the divine will it destroy my life completely if I do that how much do you think I'm going to hear right so think about it think about those address those blocks and thought patterns in meditation um, absolute honesty towards yourself being honest with yourself seeing those patterns will help you also to receive information in fact they will come in meaning your guidance right they will come in with guidance uh, even spontaneously if you are willing to listen you won't even need to you know access the records as such you will start hearing that guidance with that radical honesty radical acceptance but as i said in my experience um the more someone trusted the more reliant and trusting someone is to their higher power the more um, intuitive information they're able to receive and they may not need to develop it right? but if they're working with intuitive development then they receive more and more. And and it's work. It's work. It's practicing. It's learning things. What questions am I even supposed to ask? You know, how do I... Uh, and how do I quieten the voice and distinguish between my own mind and the voice of my intuition? Big question, right? And you have to figure out the answer by yourself. And you can only do it through practice through working with a teacher, working uh, on, uh, for example, meditation, or using uh, intuitive prompts, such as cards, again, for example, and just practicing, practicing. And practicing creative development is also can also be helpful for intuitive development, such as, um, you know, this automatic writing techniques. Um, 
but uh, so on the one hand i would say don't be discouraged if you are not if you are like me and are not getting much out of you know your first dabbles with the akashic records or intuitive modalities and on the other hand i would say keep practicing you know you certainly are getting something and uh, um, it takes time especially trust and recognizing that the divine is good, that the universe is not out to get you. Well, that that takes that takes a lot of time. And most of us are, you know, kicking and screaming on the way to heaven because <laughs> we are we are actually resisting. But uh, but it's impossible. It's impossible to clear uh, to clear that. To just say like, oh, please clear my lack of trust. <laughs> It doesn't happen, right? Because it's it's a process. So you clear the things that lead to that lack of trust, right? The inner child, the energies surrounding you now, surrounding the country, the women, the men that you grew, grew up with, and so on. And gradually, these layers start to peel, and you start seeing more and more goodness. And then, surprisingly, also your intuition improves, because now you are just ready to be present you recognize that it's all good that the universe is not going to get me and the more i surrender the better my life will be not worse um and i will i will be happier that that can be a i i have for many years many many years i um, i still and i I think still in my 30s, until my mid-30s, I had this running thought that, well, if I were to let go, if I were to surrender, oh my goodness, you know, they're going to take everything away from me. Something horrible is going to happen if I say I'm surrendering, right? It's them. <laughs> they are out to get me. Um, so uh, how good how good of an intuition can one have, right, if this is the belief? So, yes, I'm going to leave you with that and wish you many blessings of the new year, 2023, and uh, I uh, hope to connect with you soon again. <laughs>